0: Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. <coughs> i uh, I just like to start today by quoting you the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, yes. <laughs> You should guard my mitzvot and do those mitzvot, Ani I am Hashem. And do not profane my holy name and do not profane my holy name and I will become sanctified amongst the B'nai Yisrael. This obligation, the obligation of Kiddush Hashem versus Hilul Hashem, is something that we've spoken about before in different guises, but I want to maybe perhaps take a little bit of a different tack with regards to it today. In fact, Vishamatam mitzvotai, and you will keep my mitzvot, V'asitem and you will do them, it sounds like the Torah is talking to somebody who's already keeping mitzvot. It sounds like someone we're talking to someone who's already doing the right thing. So why are we worried and kind of giving this caveat at the end, which says, and you shall make sure make sure that my name is is sanctified. You just told me the guy's doing everything right. You can always do more, right? You can always do more, that's 100%. That is definitely true. But Rabbi Otay, I want to share with you a beautiful concept. There, we had in our generation, someone who was a, a tremendous sadiq and as well, someone in many ways who was a, uh, a, 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 a maverick in his mitzvot. His name was Evchaim Pirhas Scheinberg. I don't know if you ever had the opportunity to meet him. He was someone who had certain mitzvot that he was very, very strict on. One of the mitzvot he was very, very strict on was on the, mitzvot of, the mitzvah of sisit. He would try and fulfill every single obligation and concept in the machlokot of Sisit, and therefore he wore on his body every day, wherever he went, I think it was 99 or 100 pairs of tzitzit on his body. You would see he looked like a giant, uh, like a linebacker on a football team. But meanwhile, he was an elderly man, very skinny, very frail even, towards the end of his life. But he wore all the tzitzit because it was a, it was a big mitzvah, and it was something that he did, he held very dear. Another mitzvah that he was very fond of doing was he would wear, he would wear his tefillin all day and every day. But Rabba um, when he would tell over in the yeshiva, he would talk over. He would say the Gemara in Yuma on Pevav. He would say as follows: Dami What is this thing called Chilul Hashem? The Gemara says Rabbi Yochanan Omer. Rabbi Yochanan says Kegon Ana. What would be a Chilul Hashem like me? He says Rabbi Yochanan. What do you mean like you? Kegon Ana If I would walk four amot, eight feet, if I would walk eight feet, that's how, low, how short, the distance, and I would not be wearing my tifilen, or if I would walk eight feet and not be thinking of the Torah, that would be a Chilul Hashem. But the key word here is in the word Kegon Ana. And how Hamim explained that what Rabbi Yochanan was saying is, he wasn't saying that this is a Chilul Hashem if you don't do. He was saying this is a Chilul Hashem if I don't do. Kegon Ana, for me, if I would go like this, that would be a Chilul Hashem. Because according to Ana, according to what I could do, and what I could be, and my potential, and my uh, rank, and what people expect of me, so for me, a Chilul Hashem is even on such a lofty level. When Rav Scheinberg used to read this Gemara, he would say it out in the Shiurim. Every time he would say it out, he would begin to cry, he would bawl. Why? Because he felt, even though it was something that he did, he wore his tefillin everywhere, every day. As, from the, the minute he was walking around, he would wear his tefillin during the day, the morning till night. Because Rav Scheinberg, he was wearing it all day long in the Israeli sun, the heat and the dust. So he would be very nervous that his tefillin, when he would be walking around, it would, be, uh, it would become damaged from the extreme sun and the extreme uh, uh, dry heat. So what did he do? He had to make for him a special cover. You know how all of us, we have a cover for the sheliad on top of it because you're pulling your sleeve over. You don't want the corners to get ruined or mangled. So he would add, he had a special cover made for the top of his tefillin when he would be walking in the streets. One day, Rav Scheinberg goes to a Brit Milah. He's sitting down at the Brit Milah and he covers his tefillin with the box that he has. Anyway, the guy comes up to him from the Brit Mila. He's a Amar, he doesn't know, we never learned any Torah. He goes up to this guy who's one of the Gedolei Ador, the greatest men of the generation. And he goes, Rabbi, what are you making up these new halachot for? There's never an obligation to cover the, the tefillin of the head. You're starting new fads in Judaism, new trends, all these all these chumrot start. Meanwhile, the rabbi didn't want to tell him, I'm not starting a chumrah for you because you wear tefillin for 25 minutes. I went to Filim for 12 hours, and I wore it when I'm outside. So we had this made, but he didn't even say it. He kept his mouth quiet, because gadol <laughs> ador, shom'in herpatan They hear them, people humiliate them, and they don't respond. That's what it says in the Gemara about the greats. So here's the crazy thing, Rabotai, from that day on, anytime he went somewhere where he knew people wouldn't understand, he made sure to remove it. Because here he said, someone came to me, looking at me in a negative way, it's enough that this guy, even if it's his fault, that he's looking at me negatively. Even it's because he didn't ask, he doesn't know that I'm actually doing this mitzvah with a big hidur, right? Could you imagine someone goes to Rav Scheinberg and says, Rabbi, you look like a fat jlub. You know, you have to stop eating kugel. You know, lay off the chalet, Rabbi. I see you're very fat. Meanwhile, he didn't bother to find out that it's a hundred of tzitzit. That, if someone would make a comment like that, it would be chilul Hashem. So Rav Scheinberg was very, very careful in every scenario that he encountered never to have something which could possibly be misconstrued as a Chilul Hashem. If the Beta midrash, if the synagogue was not clean, or even if in front of the yeshiva, the entrance hall, some little piece of garbage even fell down or even if it was blown in by the wind, Rabbi Scheinberg himself, 99 years old, would bend down. He's picking up garbage from the floor. Why? He said, because what if someone walks into the yeshiva, the mailman, the grocery delivery guy, UH, uh, DHL, UPS, and he walks in and he says, look at these guys living like slobs. Every day when the rabbi would walk out, he would clean off his clothing, right? He would clean off his clothing, he didn't want it to be dirty or dusty. In fact, if he was walking in the streets in Yerushalayim, before they paved the streets and cars or trucks would come by, so it would kick up all this dust and then it would land on the rabbi, it would look like he was walking around like a, like a, a homeless guy. So he would wait on the side of the road until the truck would pass, until all the dust would settle, and then he would carry on walking. But he, was, he wasn't someone who was like this because he was OCD about clothing. He wasn't someone who was like this because he wore Armani Bekesha right? The reason is because he felt and as he was getting dressed he would check the mirror before he walked out every time to look presentable but in order that it wouldn't go to his head and he wouldn't stop becoming obsessed with his clothing he would say yechilul Hashem. Ye, in order that we shouldn't be Hashem, even when he was much older and they brought him to the hospital when people would come visit him and he's lying in his hospital bed Hazat the guy is about to pass away and he would ask the people if in his bed he was presentable as a Talmid Chacham, according to the way that someone should look. What nobility! What like a, like a Melech he was. Rabutai, every person has to figure out what the Kegon Ana is for them. What does it mean for me, on my level? It says tremendous line, Rabotai, in the, uh, in the, in, in, uh, in the Gemara, and it's echoed as well in, in the words of Harambam. And I want to read you the words of what it says, because the words themselves are so beautiful. Listen to this, Rabotai. Let me see if I can find it here. <coughs> Listen to the words of the Gemara. Excuse me. Misha the Gemara and Yuma. Misha Kore someone who reads, and is Mishamesh talmidei chachamim. He serves the talmid chacham. And he deals with people in business with tremendous faith. And when he speaks to people, he speaks nicely to people. You know, there's a famous example, they talk about a, a, a line in Israel. It's a bunch of people are waiting on line. Meanwhile, there's this one guy in the front of the line, he's carrying on, he's yelling at the clerk. He doesn't want to, the person says, I can't help you, please, there's a whole line here. People are getting more and more agitated. The guy, he's, what's it called? He, how do you call, he's, uh, he, he, he's carrying on, he's yelling, he's screaming, he's cursing. Until one guy walks up to the front of the line, takes, sit, taps the guy on the shoulder, he turns around from the bank teller, he slaps him across the face. The guy closes his mouth and he walks away. Anyway, someone comes up to me afterwards. They said, why'd you go? After all that arguing, you didn't even get what you wanted. So the guy says, look, the guy came up to me from the back of the line and he explained it to me. He explained it to me. In certain cultures, they speak different languages. In some cultures, until someone slaps you across the face, Until someone yells at you, you don't realize sometimes you get into a cab in Israel and the guy is yelling at you or you think if you're American or especially if you're English, you think, wow, this guy's so rude. Meanwhile, he's not rude. That's how they talk in the Middle East, right? (laughs) Like as an example, you have to understand that when someone says five shekel, he really means three shekel but he's waiting for you to say two shekel, and then his five shekel becomes three shekel. That's the talk of the shuk. They never intended to charge you five shekel. If you tell the guy, mehila, five shekel, you're ripping me off. You know what the guy says? You didn't do your part, you didn't bargain. I was waiting for you to say two, so that I could, so we could agree on three. In certain cultures, there's different ways of speaking. Rabbi I know you don't notice it, but when you come to New York City, there's also sometimes a little bit of an aggressive tone. Rambam says, if a person wants to be a Kiddush Hashem, how do you speak to the person? How do you speak to the waiter? The waiter didn't bring you food over. We like to be in New York. We give the guy a nice comment. Heck yeah, like this, right? Now you showed him who's boss. That's Chilul Hashem. What do people say about you? You know, today in our generation, we think there's a pride. I don't care what anybody says. As if that's a good thing. Look at what, the, what the, the Gemara is telling us. Ashre' aviv. If someone is like that, you know what it says? Ashrei aviv shilimdo Torah. Praiseworthy is his father. People will say about him, wow, look at how this guy was raised. What a house his father and his mother must have kept. Not only is it kiddush Hashem, and it shows it reflects good on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. it reflects good on his parents. Ashrei Torah. Praiseworthy is his rabbi who taught him Torah. <laughs> Look at this guy. He's a religious Jew. Na'im Look how pleasant he is. Look at how, uh, how how uh, arranged, how thought out his deeds are. you are my servant. That I am I'm glorified in you. You know what that those words mean, Yisrael Yisrael, that I I boast about you. In Shammayim, God calls over the angels. and He says, Shoof, look at my kids. Look at what they, do. you know how proud some parents are? They're showing you pictures of their little kid that you don't even care about. But look, look how cute he is. Look how smart he is. Look at how thingy he is. They show you his artwork. You don't care. But the Father's proud. God is proud of us in heaven when we act that way. Rabbi I want to share with you just one, just a perspective on this. You don't realize it, but a lot of times people think they can't even tell I'm Jewish. People can tell. I don't know how. They have Judah. You have these anti-Semites. You're not even wearing a, ba- you're wearing a baseball cap. They know. Somehow they know. I don't know what it is. People can pick us out. Some people have the nose. Some people have a small nose. Somehow they figure out that you're Jewish. Or you're talking on the phone you say Shabbat Shalom. Or you don't even realize. You drop a hint. If you're someone who's religious, not only do you represent yourself, you represent your synagogue, you represent the entire Jewish people. Like, some, Have you ever had someone come up to you and say, what's going on in Israel? I don't know, hold on, let me get Bibi on the phone, I'll ask him what he's doing. You know, as if I sat in the meeting, you're a representative of the whole state of Israel. You're a representative of God himself on earth. That is what it means, Kegon Ana. Now everybody has that representation to a higher level. Me, Ana, I'm a rabbi, I'm walking around the kippah, I have to be triple extra careful. I remember one time I was making a comment, I was got some terrible service, and I was talking about the NHS. And I was saying, I got there, you know, it's, it's not, it wasn't an easy experience, and I was trying to find out from people what I should do about it. Someone called me up, they said, Rabbi, you know, mechila for telling you this, he says, but even if it's justified, even if you have a reason to complain, you know, what if there's a nurse out there, you're very, people know you, but a lot of people, what if there's a nurse who reads, she's trying very hard, you know, she's, and she looks at it and she sees a criticism from a rabbi, how's it gonna make her feel? You know, if you need to complain, you need to fix something, so maybe go directly to the source, why are you posting it? I said, you know what, you're 100% right. Now sometimes you don't see yourself in the light that other people see you. And you don't recognize how careful you need to be in the way that you represent yourself, Am Israel, the Jewish people, the state of Israel. These things are very, very important. But these words are so beautiful. Look, and when someone acts in this way, what will the Biryot say? Praiseworthy is he who learns Torah. When I first came to England, I did this funny, I'm a crazy person, you guys know. So one of the things I did was I took a video camera and I went into the streets. And I asked people, what is a Jew? What do you, what do you think a Jew is? I can't tell you, it was an illuminating experience. In a city like London, very cosmopolitan, people from all around the world, they're supposed to be very polite. They're supposed to be very, again, they're supposed to be very politically correct. It's a very accepting culture and society. I can't tell you some of the answers that I got you don't believe. I asked what is a Jew and how, you know, how many Jews do you think there are in the world? One guy tells me, Rabbi, six million less. That was his answer. Do you understand? So I got all different answers from people as what is a Jew. Someone tells me, uh, I think uh, they don't they don't they worship Jesus. Don't they? They, they That no. Some people didn't know, but some of the answers, Rebbe that I got, I saw it was some beautiful guy. His nose was pierced. His ear was pierced. His face was pierced. I don't know. And you know what he says? He says, Jews. He goes. They're good people, aren't they? They're people who pray when they need to. They take care of each other. They're like a big family, aren't they? And I thought to myself, Yisshemay Israel. Here's one guy I meet. The guy says to you, <laughs> he goes, uh, they he goes, they like making money. He goes and they don't like to share with anybody else. Here's one guy who's giving such a beautiful commentary, and the other guy is giving such a terrible one. Now you know what? I like to think sometimes in my head, which Jew did this guy meet, and which Jew did this guy meet? Here's a guy who walks around for the rest of his life with an opinion because he comes from God knows where, Cheshire. He comes from some God-forsaken corner of the country, right? He's, his circle is not Jewish people, but he met. what if you're the one Jew that that person meets? What do you want them to say forever and ever about the Jewish people, about the Torah, about God? We have a responsibility. To be able to carry that torch and make Hakadosh Baruch Hu proud of us in Shemaim, bezezat we should be zocher in all of our deeds to be mekadesh Shemaim. Baruch